right, and we're back. Episode three, Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast. The rain's died down. The beer's still flowing. How you feeling? Good. Oh, excellent. Well, that news update we did in the last podcast, I think, was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the solo stuff. Um, yeah, I sent you a link to a playlist of ten uh, Bruce Dickinson songs, uh, solo songs, which I've... Anyway, listen to it, and we'll talk about it later, after you have a few chance to listen to it a few times. But it's like, I just picked, basically, imagine that you've never heard any of the Bruce solo stuff. And I was like, these which are the songs. Which I haven't. Yeah, just okay, the, which is good. And this is like, line. to try to hook you into it. Mm. So the first song is like, Tears of the Dragon, okay. which is like this epic song. It's like, if, how would I describe it? If Bruce... If Bruce's solo stuff was Led Zeppelin, this is like the Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> so that's great. And then Tattooed Millionaire, because that was like his first. That's not a good, that's not a good sell for me, though. I'm not a Stairway to Heaven fan. Maybe okay. it's because it's so I just, Well, yeah that's, yeah. that's an awesome song. It, like, yeah. Yeah, but you could also say, I, I, I hear people. But not only that, like, it's one of those things, it's like. I hear know, people always complaining, and they're like, I hate Run of the Hills. Run of the Hills sucks. Well, that's exactly what I was like, going to say. Man, Run of the Hills is awesome. Run of the Hills is a great song. Now, people say that, though. Don't confuse something being saying that. It but it's not a comparable argument, is sick it? Of it? Because, I mean, when have you turned on your radio in your car and heard Run of the Hills on? Never. Uh, not very often. Actually, not very often. Whenever. Stairway to Heaven is like what douchebags call up and are like, oh, Led Zeppelin, I name a song. Uh, Stairway to Heaven, because I don't Stairway know. Stairway to Heaven is awesome. It's just you're sick of it. And there's times. because yes, I listen to Led Zeppelin. <laughs> but there's times when I'm like, I, if you put a piece of pizza in front of me, I'm going to feel it. Like, I'm like, I can't look at a piece of pizza. I've eaten too much pizza recently. I'm so sick of pizza. Doesn't mean like pizza's horrible. Pizza's awesome. Yeah. I just made myself sick of it. Nah, fair enough. Because <laughs> Run to the Hills is, and when I saw Maiden the first time, yeah, and they played Run to the Hills, it was like the highlight of the show. Yeah, well, look, when it's I amazing when I when I knocked uh, Stairway to Heaven, I yeah. was in no way commenting on Run to the Hills. It's one of my favorites. As a matter of fact, we'll get to that in a bit. Okay. But oh, I, oh, hold on. I'll go back uh, to my yeah. Go back thing. to the solo. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Then I did Tattooed Millionaire, which yes. is like the title track off his first album. Then I did three songs in a row from Chemical Wedding I did Chemical Wedding The Tower Tower, and The Book of Fell and they all kind of flow together because it's a concept album cool. and they're all amazing it'll like, it's, that's, I think it's his best album I think Tyranny of Souls is really good too and then I did the song Born in 58 off the first album it's kind of a slower song but his vocals on it are amazing and then Kill Devil Hill which is just like it's a heavy song and the vocals are like well, all the vocals on all these ones are like super catchy and amazing. Was he born in '58? Yeah, I guess he's, that's what he's sixty called. next year. Yeah, and in Manchester's his birthday. Basically, that's yeah, I think so. That's his sixtieth birthday. Oh I man, that, the math is right. Ah, oh, that kills me. Anyway, the song "Kill Devil Hill" is about I think it's about the Wright brothers or something. You know, he's yeah. like obsessed with airplanes. Oh, he loves airplanes. And then "Dark Side of Aquarius," "Soul Intruders," and finish it off with "Gypsy Road." So. It's 10 songs. Listen to it a few times and we can talk to it in it. I guarantee you give this like half a dozen listens. Yeah. You'll be hooked on like the Bruce solo stuff. Actually, I would love to ask his opinion on, you know, the, you ever read much about the background of the Wright brothers and how they took flight in that? Have you ever, have you ever heard much about that? So like, yeah, I mean, you know, this is not something I know all the exact history on it, but I, I watched a, a thing on it. I read an article about it. It was basically, uh, you know, I'm involved in entrepreneurship and stuff. And um, it's all about drive and, and how you get things done. And the Wright brothers 
which is these two guys. I think they were in Ohio. Is that right? Or something like that. I have no idea. Anyway, these uh, couple of people that had a shoestring budget, but there was this like top of the line physics guy. Uh, his name escapes me now. But he was backed by like the big people in New York and given all this money. And like he didn't have the drive. Anyway, um, they wanted to make the first machine that flew. And he had all of the resources and all the backing. But it's basically an entrepreneurial story of how drive is the most important thing and about how a vision is the most important thing. And the story that they tell is that you know he's there gathering the best and smartest minds and he's trying to build a plane that can fly. And they're off and they're actually doing it in like a burn with like stuff they hammer up themselves and they do this flight. But the big takeaway was that he had he was he raised like a couple hundred thousand dollars in financing, which in like nineteen eleven or whatever was like an amazing I mean, this is pre World War One. Yeah. This is post war wars. Like I mean, that type of money wasn't floating around, but people believed in the idea of flight. Anyway, the the key takeaway from it was that like as soon as the Wright brothers could fly, as soon as they did that first flight, he gave up. And that was like the takeaway. It's like he had all the money in the world to do the project. But as soon as he couldn't be the first, it didn't matter. So he didn't really care about flying. He, he just wanted the fame. Right. Whereas all they wanted to do was fly. So there's this huge entrepreneurial. It's like it doesn't matter your resources. It's your drive and ambition and vision that matters. Anyway, I'm sure I'd love to pick Bruce because I guarantee you he knows all about that. He oh, probably he owns both of the planes, yeah. the original planes, and he probably has tweaked them to make them fly better. Yeah, he's like obsessed with like airplanes and flight. He has that album Skunk Works that came out in 1996. Skunk works. And there's a, a unextended version that they re-released or whatever. They put all these like demos on it. There's a song. It's like a really Zeppelin-y, like acoustic-y, cool song. It's called R101. Yeah. So like this is 20 years before Empire of the Clouds came out. He wrote a song and named it R101. So he's been like... So he was 20 years after that. That he wrote that song. That, that, so he was aware of the history. It wasn't like something was Well, I assume that he didn't, unless it's like... So the R101. Unless he named it like R101 because like, he wrote 100. The Titanic <laughs> fits inside that lyric that's apparently accurate. It was that big. It was yeah. the biggest airship ever. And they were loading the like biggest wood. vessel built by man. <laughs> <laughs> A giant of the sky. Um, uh, they filled it with wooden furniture. Is that true? I don't know. I don't know what anything was, other than the lyrics of the song. So Yeah, well, there's a story about they were, they were like loading all this stuff on there and they had to have their like... They have, you know, they have the brandy thing. and the cigars yeah. and all the stuff for the... Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And the they're just close to me. Yeah. That's crazy when you think about that. Um, dude, before we move on to our list, did... Um, so we're here in Newfoundland. You know about the history with uh, Bruce with the commercial flights back and forth between... What is it? It's Gatwick, the Shannon Airport in Ireland, and here in Deer Lake. When they used to have the private... Um, on the west coast of Newfoundland, there's the private uh, land on the Salmon River there, where these, uh, what was the name of the company? Anyway, they built up beautiful houses there, and they marketed them during, it was pre-2006, 2008, so around that, you know, that housing market was going crazy. It wasn't the credit crunch slash uh, banking or housing crisis in the UK yet, and people were buying, like, pretty well mansions in in Canada for, like, four and $500,000, you know, two or 300,000 pounds. And they'd fly over the chartered flights. But a few of them, um, Bruce was flying. And Bruce would fly because he'd leave Cardiff and he'd go down to, to Gatwick. He, there was some, some tie to the Cardiff set up there. 
And he'd fly over, but to get his commercial hours. And he did yeah. it for one of his tours because there was something he hadn't passed yet. I don't know the minutia of it, but and I do. I have met people who were on the plane, and he was like, I'm Bruce Dickens. And there was like two maiden fence <laughs> losing their mind, and everyone else just missed it. The uh, His book is like, there's tons of stuff about his flying and getting different licenses. And yeah. Stuff. So if you read that, you'll, you'll love it. Did you ever hear about that, though? Yeah. You know, he's lived here a bunch. Yeah. He mentioned yeah. something about that in the book, I think. Yes. Yeah, Astralis or something was the airline. Anyway, I digress. So what we want to get into now, we want to talk about, um, well, I mean, I, I got a funny journey for this one because you basically got me into Maiden. So whatever right. you did got me into Maiden. But if you're trying to get someone into Maiden, like you have a daughter who's just turned seven yeah. in, in the earlier in the month, and you've, and you've already got her four addicted. Two who's semi into. Semi into Maiden. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna have the weirdest upbringing when they're like when they're like fifteen or, or twenty and like you know they turn on the jock for the metalhead they're gonna be like yay daddy got me on this. Um, so how did you ease them in? Uh, I didn't really do it on purpose. It's just a maiden Everywhere. playing. I would listen to it in the car, listen to it around the house, and then there's like certain songs that they're like asked to play again, like Flight of Icarus, like. Yeah. They just want to hear that over and over and over again. So I guess when you're a kid, that song is just like, it's not too complicated either. and kind yeah. of repetitive and I don't know. It's catchy. And that, that'll that stick with you. Because for me, growing up, I mean, I remember Bad to the Bone, George Thorgood. Like, oh, yeah. I used to just play it, make us dance around because we thought yeah. it was funny. Uh, but Billy Idol. Dad oh, yeah. was, Dad loved, well, you know, you've you've been through the vinyl collection that I, I inherited from my father. So, you know, he was... A lot of mainstream stuff, some interesting stuff. A, a lot, lot of painful. Judas Priest in there. There's some Judas Priest in there. There's some Sabbath. Yeah. Love you know how I feel about that. Um, I know Sabbath is, is great music, but I'm uh, not an Aussie fan. But um, Billy Idol, he used to just play it all the time. And I grew up a huge Billy Idol fan. And when I went to university, I was just like insanely into Billy Idol. Every time it comes on, shirts off on the dance floor. <laughs> you know, just like... I had my Rock whole dancing with myself routine and go up and make a fool of myself and yeah. have a great time. <laughs> so that stuff sticks with you. So you just ease them into it, but they love... I didn't really do it on purpose, though. They just yeah. kind of like picked up on it. They just like... Osmosis. Yeah. No, that's fair. And, uh, but also you didn't, you didn't force them on them, which is an important thing. background. Yeah, I think part of it, too, is that they like... I think they just like want to want to like it just because I'm into it so much. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then they do pick up on it and then they do actually like it. So, I don't know. It's funny because is your wife into Maiden at all? She, she, doesn't, she doesn't mind it, but yeah. like, she wouldn't go listening to it like That's right. on her own. That's so funny. I didn't know you were so into Billy Idol. Oh, deadly? You yeah. didn't know that? No. Oh, man, dire. I remember being in like high school and seeing that video or whenever, whatever year it was. Well, you're thinking of White Wedding. No, I think of that video for Rock the Cradle of Love or whatever. Yeah. Excellent. I remember the girl in that video I had like yeah. huge crush on. <laughs> yeah. well, probably my favorite is Real Leo. You know, oh, yeah. now I'm talking mainstream. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've got like two Highland. I was like I flesh for fantasy. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's good. Um, but there's just some classics there. And, you know, I, I thought that he had this, I don't know, grungy, kind of punky ish early 80s version thing that. Oh, yeah, it, he had that like cyberpunk album out where he had yeah. like Shock to the System on it. Remember that? Yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah, and I grew up with dad like playing it, and um, so it just stuck with me and to this day. You know, it's just like Michael Jackson, too. Same thing. Dad was really into Michael Jackson, and even some Madonna stuff. And like, I'm like, my dad sound bad now in hindsight. <laughs> he, uh, 
really into that stuff. And I mean, you know, obviously Zeppelin as well, and, and you know, Beatles, which we yeah. both have an interesting perspective on. <laughs> you think they're overrated? I think. I don't know. Uh, no, I just I respect the Beatles. I just don't enjoy the Beatles. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's your that's political me. correct voice speaking, isn't it? <laughs> I respect the Beatles, but well, I do. I I took this course. It was like the University of Rochester, and it was like this course on the music of the Beatles, and they went through like every album and every like what was going on in the band. And then while I was doing it, I listened to all the albums and watched all their movies. Uh, and when I was gone, I was like, okay, because I always felt like, man, I'm missing out on something. Like everyone says the Beatles in the yeah. band, and like I must be missing out. So I took this course, and then at the end, I was like, meh. Yeah, I, was, so I don't feel like I'm really missing out. I understand now, and I like appreciate them a bit more and i do like any band even if i don't like the music i really love reading about like what's going on in the dynamics in the band yeah. and the history of it and stuff like that so that was really interesting but like i still have no desire to listen to the beatles because maybe i could make a list of like 10 or 12 beatles songs that i like yeah but that's it out of all but it, it's like bob dylan yeah everyone talks about bob dylan yeah, he's Bob the same Dylan. way. I like respect him. He's a good songwriter, but other people cover his songs better. Bob Dylan is garbage. I'm gonna come out there and say it. Like he's got some <laughs> really good stuff from like he hit he it. Wrote, the, he hit oh, it the right yeah. time. But he wrote, yeah, he did. But he wrote like like all along the Watchtower. But then Jimmy Hendrix did like yeah, way better. I think like better. all of his songs are like that. I think, yeah, like, he was a songwriter and a poet. I can get yeah, that. Yeah. But I mean, you 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 compare him to like Neil Young on acoustic, right? Like Neil Young wasn't far behind. I mean, what he did, I I, I don't know. It's a Obviously, it's Bob Dylan, but you know he's got that that kind of Woodstock era. I don't even yeah. know if he played at Woodstock. I don't know. I'm a pretty big did. Neil Young fan, so yeah, and me know. too. But I mean, like Neil Young could like do amazing stuff with an yeah. acoustic guitar and just captivate you with his yeah. vocals. And like to me, it was like you know Bob Dylan's like it's drumming and singing, and he's saying like controversial stuff. It's like I went to wow, who would say this? But I mean. To I me, went I'm to like, see uh, Bob Dylan. It must have been like Amazing. 10 years ago when he played here. Oh, my God. And Perfect. it was like, I don't know, I was, it was like, I, was, couldn't, I couldn't even, half the, I think he did like like a Rolling Stone. He got like halfway through it. I didn't even know what song it was yet because like he wasn't even, he was just like saying the words and that like, and I was just yeah. like, I, don't, I just don't get it, right? And then like yeah. people around me were like, Oh my God! This is that was like the best. I I finally saw him. He's like amazing. And I was like, are we watching the same thing? Like, yeah, I don't know. Then one of Fox's friends came into or came up to us after the show, and he was like talking about how amazing it was. And I was like, what? He's like, oh, you didn't love it. And I was like, well, at least now I can see. I, I say that I saw my least favorite traveling Wilbury. <laughs> yeah. And he got angry. Oh. He didn't even laugh. He just turned around and stormed away. And I was like, oops, oh that was kind of like a joke. I didn't mean to like offend oh you. He was God. like offended. I was like, oh. he's offended. Well, I would agree with that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm not a big Jeff Lynn fan, but behind George Harrison. He's probably on par because we already knocked the Beatles enough. <laughs> Tom Petty crushes him. Oh, yeah. And, of course, um, you know, for me, I'm Roy Orbison, the voice. Yeah, you love Roy Orbison. I love Roy Orbison. Roy Orbison. Like my dad. He's one of my dad's favorites. Yeah. yeah, but he's so amazing. And he died at 52. That's a crazy thing about him. A life of tragedy. I mean, I really do have to find a biography of him. I've never read the full details. I've read a bunch of books. But he lost his wife. He lost his children. And, like, he just... But, I mean, you just listen to that voice. I mean, I don't think... I'd go out and say I don't think there's ever been a better voice than Roy Orbison. Not Bruce Dickinson? <laughs> For different reasons. I know, I'm kidding. Yeah. Not Blaze Bailey. Not Bla oh. <laughs> <laughs> Roy Orbison versus... Now, if Roy came in and made would that count? 
<laughs> Man, there's so many places to go in that conversation. Wil Wilburys, I absolutely love them. I love the Traveling Wilburys. I love the nostalgia around the band. I love the way they came in at the end. I love the fact that when you watch the videos, they're they're just like they're at the end of their careers in some ways. Yeah. Like George is totally just sick of being a Beatle. Uh, Tom Petty is just there, even though he's like got so much going on at that time. Roy Orbison fits in there. You know, Bob Dylan is like a visible there. His career was basically in that in that next visibility in the middle. Jeff Lynne, who's like so known within the music industry, but outside very little. And he takes some interesting, and they're playing all over the instruments. Like, you know, someone's drumming one, someone's lead guitar in the next, they're all singing, it's all over the place. The They record, like, I think they record three albums, but they released two, one was a B-side. I only and know the one. There's a second one they put okay. out, which wasn't as commercial with the second one. But in the first one, got I think it got interrupted between the filming of the videos. Now, I'm not an expert on this. This is my understanding of it. I mean, you know, I've obviously listened to them a lot. But I've been trying to buy the trying to buy the vinyl lately. I haven't tracked it down. There's, like, really cheap digital vinyl, but then there's original ones, which are crazy, and I can't seem to get anyone who's got a reasonable price and a good quality rating on Discogs. But um, my understanding, and that's why when you see... Um, I can't even remember the video now, but they have Orbison's picture in it because he passed away in between the album release, the studio okay. version being released, and the and the album. Um, I think it's uh, it's not handle me with care. It's in the line, yeah. yeah. And um, so there's some great a tweeter and the monkey man. Uh, That's great some, oh, so much great music there. But I love that because it's a super band. But it wasn't. It was a super band that was formed by the members, not by like a record company. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's the last of the sewer bands. If you had that now, you couldn't do it. There's a four-hour Tom Petty documentary on Netflix that has a big chunk on that. You should watch it <laughs> if you have four hours. You know, everybody kill. talked about 2016 with this person and that person and Trump. And I mean, who cares about all that? I mean, for me, Chris Cornell and Tom Petty 2017, that trumps all that stuff last year. Look, you know, you had Bowie yeah, last year. But Chris Cornell, and what kills me about the two of them, Tom Petty maybe less so. But they had a lot left in them. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I think so. So that's killer. So now, Wilbur is amazing. Yeah. I don't know how we, we got onto that, but for me, the... Oh, my God. You're talking about your dad's record collection. Oh, so. yeah. He's got some good stuff in there. And we're not going to go into Ozzy. We'll leave that for another day. Oz, oh, man. Yeah. Ozzy is another big argument. We're going to have, like, an Ozzy episode where we can I play. can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I cannot watch the music of a man who is... Drug dead, walking this pool around reality TV. I don't even watch TV. Yeah, that's years after. Anyway, after. Yeah, it was years after. Well, we'll do that one another time. So this on the list. before next episode, yeah. listen to this Bruce Dickinson solo yeah. playlist because I guarantee you'll love it, and we can discuss it. We'll go through song by song and see what you think about it, and oh. then like I know we already probably heard the Chemical Wedding once a few times. Chemical so Wedding, I absolutely love that song. So if you had people that never heard Maiden before, yes. Ever. Ever. Let's say they've never even heard of Iron Maiden. Never heard of them. And you wanted to make, if you're going to make a playlist, yeah. what songs would you play for them? To get well, them hooked. And this is like them just the catchiest, never heard Maiden before. Yeah. Now, I've, I've broken down my list okay. based on what I think someone knew what I wanted them to see. But the reality is... I'm just going if, straight for the hits. Yeah. If yeah. You, oh, you're going hits? You have I'm to, I'm going man. different. I want, I want to show the range. Catchiest? Yeah. See, I didn't do that. I just did catchiest. Like, what's going to hook them? I think you got to know. Also, you got to also know what they like. But we won't get into that. Yeah, no, that's for an awesome. A miscellaneous person. A background. You got me going. You got me on 
I think, well, you loaded me up completely. So what's the number one? What, what's your just? No, I'm going 10 back. Okay, you go, go 10 down. Uh, well, we already said run to the okay. hills. Yeah, run. I, it's run just so, I've got so easy. Like any, put, any top yeah. list has to have that. It's super catchy. It's got that Maiden galloping beat. It's yeah. like sums up everything about that era of Maiden. Yeah. Like totally. Yeah. It has everything. It has the vocals. It has like a killer guitar solos. It's just great. I'm going to sound like a total, total Maiden new myself, but every time I think of a run to the hills, you know what album comes to mind? Brave New World. And not because of the song, because of the connection. I'm always like, Run to the Hills is like Brave New World theme to me, right? Like, obviously, it's it's Number of the Beast. But for me, it's like, when I learned it, I was just like, you're in a Brave New World, Run to the Hills. It's like that, the contradiction that it's always made between like planting a flag, colonialism, but also respect for the local. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that yeah, dynamic that's always there, because Run to yeah. the Hills has that in the video. You know, it's like, it's very in some yeah. ways, but also Brave New World to kind right. of overthrow. So... What do you have? Well, so you have like, that for 10? That would be like, what uh, do you have these colors don't run is the same kind of thing. These colors don't, exactly, which yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. Because, like, in one minute, it's, it's Trooper, and it's, it's, it's got that darkness, Maiden, and it's got the, the Union Jack, which is, which is controversial in the colonial context in some way. And I mean colonial, when I say that, I don't mean, like, this stupid social justice stuff. No, no, no. I, what I yeah, mean no. is, is, like, even within, like, yeah. what's Canada... What's Australia? What's what's England? What's and of course our Irish heritage chair. And there's always that dynamic there. But I think more or less we're on the same team. But the question is, where that where do you draw that line? But there's always been that dynamic which they put out there between, yeah, there's queen and country, but you're also your blood is the same color. And I love yeah, that. yeah. Well, that's kind of like yeah, and that's what Run the Hills all about. That's showing exactly. both sides of it. So I think that's good. We both agreed on that one. Is that number ten? I didn't have mine in that order. Oh, okay. I just, Kind of Order maybe not matter. Yeah. So what do you have next? Next time I for like I was trying to think of a catchy one that would just hook someone. Can I play with madness? No, you can't put that one now. That's my number one. Yeah. Well, I just I, that's my number two because I kind of have them. Whatever. Oh, you have so, number two. We can't, well, we're gonna be yeah. and by the time we get halfway through each of our lists, we're gonna, we're gonna have everything. <laughs> Can I play with madness? Is so catchy, yes. and that's one of the ones that my kids like. Both of them. Yeah. Heard and they just like. They're like, I want to hear that again. I want to hear it again. You it's can like, hear every lyric, so you know exactly what they're saying. Yeah. There's not, none of that. It's the like, harmonies, man. The harmonies, yeah. and the, it's just got hooks. A manageable time, but also like the uh, the line that I keep playing it. I love it. I play it for people all the time. You know, you you know, you want to know the truth. So I'll tell you the truth. Your soul's going to burn like a fire. But it's so mean, like, your soul's going to burn. Yeah. And it's Seven Song, too, which is Classic. my favorite album. Yeah. And I'm declaring it now. This is my favorite album. So I definitely would go with that. Um, it's also bite-sized song. It's not too crazy. So it's yeah, it's perfect. like a it's a good it's like a single too. It's not like yeah. an epic. It's got it's like compact and like it's just the the harmonies and the vocals and the hooks. It's so like awesome. Exactly. What else you got on there? Uh, I got Flight of Icarus next. Ah, that's my number two. I got Flight <laughs> of Icarus as well. I do that one for a different perspective because that's more of a like. Flight of Icarus, and I'll, I'll, I'll throw another one out right after, which is Evil the Men Do. The two of those have that epic nature yeah. that is made, which, like, you can be like, oh, listen to Run to the Hills, you know, um, listen to Can I Play with Madness, understand. Because it's also the, the, the um, in some cases, you're trying to dismantle the anti-metal thought that people have. So, like... You know, Can I Play Madness, Run to the Hills will get you past that, and it's kind of, you know, it'll get you going. But Flight of Icarus and Can I Play Madness is almost like where, for me, it's so vocal heavy, which goes back to my Bruce argument, where you can start to show, look, there's amazing music in this range. 
Yeah, well, I just put Flight of Icarus in there for none of the reasons you just said. No? Why'd you put it's it in? It's just like, it's verse, chorus, verse. It's super catchy. They hammer the chorus over and over again. It's just like it's catchy. And if you never heard Maiden before, like you hear that song once and it's stuck in your head. That's true. It does stick in your head. It is also all the like, it is, the lyrics are cool and it does have that like Maiden thing where they're going into like mythology and stuff. Which like, I don't know, that's very Maiden-y to do. It's just fun because it's echoey like sound yeah. to it where it's like it feels like so bad like you yeah. know I always use Evil the Men Do is that is that that vocal like yeah. I just love that and I mean obviously the vocals stand in a lot of songs but I just find that it has that that grandeur about it so I, I didn't put it I didn't put uh, the Evil the Men Do on my list you didn't? I didn't but it is one of my favorite Maiden songs but I didn't think of that one I don't know why I think I just went for like catchy for people that never heard but that one's also very catchy so. the evil that men do live on and on like it's just such yeah. a dark slash like self-reflecting lyric yeah. you know and every time I hear it, it's like uh, well it's, first when he, does, when he does it live he's like uh, the good that men do is often interred with their bones yeah, but the evil right. that men do live on. on which some people could could argue you know is that the the, the negative devil side that, that the whole thing that plagued the early main days but the reality is is the you know, it's just that, you know, it's that satire and it's that mocking of it all, and I love it. Um, obviously, Ace is high. Yeah, I got Ace is high in there, too. So, you know, probably... That's, is that the first song they wrote about flight? Yeah. About flying airplanes? No, I don't know about that. First song on Power Slave, was there anything before? I don't see it, you know. Uh, no, well, where Eagles Dare, I don't know. Yeah, Let's that's more that about, like, there. storming out. Yeah. That's about, like, paratroopers, exactly. I think. Exactly. What a movie was, I don't know. Climb like a monkey, but, um, <laughs> but the uh, Ace is high. You you remember what you the tip you gave me about Ace is high? What was that? I don't. Well, when when you loaded this on my uh, um, on my iPod, my Nano back in the day, um, you I was flying a lot. Remember, I was consulting. I was flying over a hundred thousand miles a year, and you said play Ace is high when the plane takes off. You remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. You remember? That was like 2007, yeah. and I started playing it, and it's actually yeah. deadly because the funny thing was I was flying so much. You get this weird thing where I got super comfortable in the air, but also I started to get really nervous on takeoff and landing. Like not nervous, but just anxious. They're telling you to take your earbuds out. There's all this stuff. People are still shifting around. And then like I'd be waiting and waiting and waiting. I just found it was stressful. I wasn't like worried I was going to crash, but then it was like, I got I got into that routine. It was perfect. So part two of that is next time you're on a plane landing, listen to "Coming Home" from Final Frontier. It's all about it's all about him as a pilot and like after a long flight and he sees the runway lights and he's like he's landing. Yeah. So listen to those while you're taking off and landing. I will. I'm gonna make a note of that one. (laughs) I'm gonna. So what's your next? I had "Hallowed Be Thy Name." That's what my next one is. That's Five. Probably. We did these lists independently. One of my favorite Iron Maiden songs. That was time. my number one song yeah. when I was new to Iron Maiden. Yeah. Um, but if you're trying to get someone into Maiden, that's like. Yeah. It's just epic. The way it builds. And, it does. Yeah. And it's and it, the story comes right through. And the right. lyrics at the end. Yeah. And when he plays it live yeah. and he's got the news. Yeah. So that's just. That's a classic. And that's so good. And it's then like, you had to have a number of the beast. Wait no, before you move on. <laughs> oh, I, hallowed be the name. Is that is that one of the first iterances of? Is this real or some kind of crazy dream in some some form or another? <laughs> yeah, we should make a because list of uh, all the times like, yeah. that Bruce can't believe so, if something's really yeah. happening or which is fantasy. So you said number of the beast next. I had number of the beast next because it's just it's 
it's classic maiden, right? And that's what gave them that, like, I don't know, that everyone flipped out because they're satanic, and I think that was a lot of, like, publicity for them. Yeah, I, I think, uh, well, that's three That's three signs, though, off the member of the beast. Hey, what can I say? I stuck Hal out and run, run to the hill, so. Yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, wait, look, which is the first Bruce album, <laughs> which one could argue is, in a sense, in a sense, a, a reinforcement of my argument that well, Bruce has made. Anyway, no, I'll leave it there. So, Number of the Beast, definitely good. I put in The Wicker Man. I put The Wicker Man, too. Uh, no, you didn't. I did. You because it's like, my list. I wanted to get something from the later Yeah, era. I did, too. And that is such a catchy, like, rock yeah. song. And it shows another side of Maiden. Everything's not, like, was crazy. It Like, this is... I'm not sure who wrote this, but it sounds like something that Adrian wrote. I would almost bet, if we looked it up, that Adrian yeah. wrote the riff for The Wicker Man. Wicker Man's deadly. Like, it's just one of those songs, too. And it's funny, because when I pick these... You know, I'm looking at them and I'm saying, I love all of these songs and all the pieces, but I haven't listened to them in a while. Except Can I Play a Madness? I always listen to that one. And and Hallowed well, Be That Name, not that much. Although that was on the, wasn't that on the first Book of Souls tour set list? It was, wasn't it? And that was excellent. Um, these are all great songs, but I'm going to go number seven. I had to throw, I did a little bit of a backwards in yeah. and I was like, man, I had to throw brighter than a thousand songs. I love that song, but I wouldn't put that on it. It's a bit I, of an investment. I wouldn't put it on something that I'm trying to get someone into Maiden because it's so yeah. dark and the timing of it's really gone, weird. Like the way the, once it gets going, man, isn't yeah. that like what you want them? Like not to every, me it is as a Maiden fan, but if I'd never yeah. heard them before, I think I'd be a little off put by it. Cause I, well, for me, I kind of just went for like, Catchy hits that's gonna hook somebody, right? Okay, well, I took a different approach. I thought like I know you want to show the different sides. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to. I, I want to shake did, it up. Yeah. Which, which, brighter than a thousand songs is not a big investment. You know, it's not. It's not. Uh, you know, eighteen minutes or twelve. Yeah, minutes. the lyrics of it are oh, super the heavy, man. There. Yeah. And but I love it. And um, for me, I was thinking like you know, if you went to a a steakhouse or whatever, you know, did a little bit of everything. And I just I don't know. I I was looking at. Matter of life and death. <laughs> you when you go to a steak house, yeah, you have a little bit of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a tenderloin in it. Yeah. No, you know what I mean. Like uh, you don't want the same thing a hundred times. So yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I just threw it in there. Maybe it's a placeholder for that album. Maybe I could shake it up a bit. Yeah. But and you know, um, I love the I love the song. Yeah, the album starts so aggressively. The first three songs are, are solid. What's your next one? See, if I was picking something off that album, I would probably pick like. Uh, these colors don't run. Or yeah. I didn't put that a on my list. Different world is also really good. It's it's, oh, it's yeah. exciting. Oh yeah, that's the other thing that's so Is all those albums have like a really yeah, quick so rock aggressive wildest intro. dreams and yeah. rainmaker different world wicker man. Like a bunch yeah. of those albums. They start the, a future reel, even though you hate that album. Quicker be dead. Tail gunner. Yeah. Moonchild. It's like they start off with a rocker. They do, and I love that. Yeah. Different world. Three colors. These colors don't run brighter than Thousand Suns. By the time I was done the uh, Thousand Suns. I was basically in work. I'm going to walk to work every single day for three years. So like that, those three just got me pumped. <laughs> so I always, you know, when I say a thousand songs, I'm so in the mood. Maybe I should turn around and start on the beginning of the album. Either way, anyone that starts this, I would say, um, starts in the main, I'd say Men Are Life and Death, you have to get into it. Yeah, I love that album. I love it. And there's a lot of people that don't pay any just, attention oh to it. Oh my God. And like you're totally overlooking one of the best main yeah, albums, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, well, remember we when we went to the concert, uh, there was a couple of old maiden hits there, and they were asking me about some of the early albums. 
And I said, you know, to be honest with you, I've listened to them a fair bit, and and but I wasn't around when they came out, and they were like, what do you think of this? And then and then you know, I'd listened to them and knew the context and knew all the songs, and then you talk to them and they say, well, I've never even listened to <laughs> anything basically. Well, we talk about Blaze. I mean, from Blaze on, nothing. Listened to nothing. I mean, essentially, they spent their teenage years. That would be like imagine now, if. Soundgarden went on, or Nirvana went on, or whatever. And imagine if you went to a Nirvana concert right now, and you know, obviously, Cobain was alive, and they'd done another seven albums. Yeah. And you hadn't listened to anything since, like, Live in New yeah. York, Hugo. <laughs> like, what would you? It's ridiculous. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, but a lot of people to is like, I think Maiden's like a high school thing that they'd listen yeah. to in high school. And they're like, oh yeah, they're still in the go. And I know they've been putting albums out, but I don't really pay attention. Blah blah blah. Fair enough. I don't understand that. <laughs> I just don't get it. I mean, obviously, yeah. like a lot of people, Seven Sons, the last album they know. They know like Beast, Peace of Mind, Pirate Slave, Somewhere in Time, <laughs> Seventh Son. That's you well. Know. I guess we'd have to still be in it. I mean, we are <laughs> yeah. making a podcast right now. <laughs> so what was your okay. next one? So did you put the Trooper on your list? No. Okay, I put the Trooper on my list. Because the, the trooper, trooper is list. awesome, and that image of Eddie with the trooper flag, and it's got, it's that galloping beat. It's that, it's like the quintessential stereotypical maiden song. Except, except the trooper is the theme song for maiden fans. Yeah, well, we're trying to turn this person into a maiden fan. <laughs> so like, learn, could, the, learn the theme song, damn it! How can you rule out? <laughs> how can you rule out any of the harder ones? If you know what I, you get what I'm saying. Like, the trooper is not. Um, it's not as catchy as, say, The Wicker Man or Big Wicker Man. I don't know, man. I don't know. That guitar riff at the beginning? Yeah, I know. But, but, I, know I, I know, but this so is me and you. I mean, it's like... That was one of the first songs it's, that I it, It's in so many maidenly things. Like, I mean, if you were to load a... If you had a maiden ringtone, it'd be Trooper. Every every concert. I mean, it's like... Yeah, so that's you why open you, you want to... Yeah, so that's why you should... It's the main... Let's yeah, hear that song. If I never heard they're going to get that by osmosis, aren't they? I don't know. Okay. Still... Okay I was just trying to hook people. I'm not saying like. I don't think you're gonna hook them. I think if you, if I think if they're biting on trooper, man, I think it's almost hooked. as catchy as Run to the Hills. I don't know. To me, it is. It's like I think Run to the Hills and the Trooper are the two big maiden singles that would hook people. To me. <laughs> anyway, another song I put in. Yeah. Coming home. That one I was just telling you about. Oh. Coming home is so catchy. It's great. Nice. Yeah. That's a good call. Did you put Two Minutes to Midnight on yours? Of course. Two minutes to midnight. Is great. Yeah, you got it though. Yeah, yeah, you got it coming up. I got so after brighter without sauce. Two minutes to midnight. Yeah, obviously. So, what, so have you got there? Which, 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 which also with aces high in two minutes is makes Power Slave a great intro. Doesn't oh, it? Yeah. Well, just like it starts so strong. I find there's so many albums that you could say are powerful intro albums. Though. When you when you told me to start listening to Aces uh, High when I was flying, I found I just listened to Power Slave every time I took off because. You know, like I said, I, I just don't turn off albums. I don't like. I just listen the whole way through. And back in the day with the with the iPods, that album would play start to finish and end. And now I find with music, it just keeps going. And sometimes it doesn't book in. Like there's some, something to be said about things stopping. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Google Music, if you play an album, it'll stop. I'm gonna stop. Repeat. Yeah. So I like for me. Then I went with the next one. Uh, be quicker, be dead. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, to me, that's not even one. Of, I wouldn't put that in my top twenty maiden songs. No, it's just so simple. Yeah, it is. I would put Taylor Gunner before top, I put you that. Said, you said top twenty maiden songs. I know, well, but I'm, I, I, some, I'm trying to. Hope but so. I don't find it that 
catchy. I feel think Tail Gunner would be catchier than that as an album opener. But I don't know. That's be a, quick or be yeah. dead. I mean, okay. I, I can remember. It must be on Best of the Beast, isn't it? Yes, it is. Anyway, I remember hooking into that song early on. Okay, one of the ones that hooked you. Yeah, it just, it just, yeah. You know, I'm like, I, I can't be honest. I now I'm not a huge fan, in the sense like, oh, I like it. Yeah. It's like anything, you know. It's like when you talk to these people, they're like, oh, I love this band, and then they go, oh, the best thing they ever recorded was in a coffee shop. This time they played a, on a flute. This song, it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. They try and be as obscure as possible. They don't like it when yeah, other people like yeah, it. Yeah, so that's they, right. Yeah, so obscure. I hate that crap. Yeah. But the uh, Be Quick or Be Dead for me, I don't know. It, I, it just clicked early. And, like, you know, when we did this list, you know, 20, 30 minutes ago for a beer, I mean, I'm not listening to them, but for me, that's right there. And then, of course, my number 10, we already mentioned it, the Run to the Hills. Run to the Hills, is that your list done? Because I have one left on. Let's go. What's yours? I, I put the red and the black on there. Yes, but, okay. I would put that as, black. if I was making them a 10 song mix, I would put that as song number 10. You would. Because that is epic and it's. Super catchy. How long is it though? It's over ten minutes. It's like how long? It's like eight minutes. Is it? Yeah, I think. Is it? Is it? I have a version of it that I I open it up in like a audio so it editing ends thing, and I have second, like a twenty-four minute version. Does it end the second side of the first disc on the vinyl? Uh, it's three vinyls. Yeah, it's three, right? I can't remember how the track list breaks up. I think it's yeah. There's like. I can't remember. Yeah, no, fair enough. I haven't, I haven't listened to mine yet. I've got my new player coming, and I'll listen to it then. But the um, Red and the Black, love it. But is that an intro song? <laughs> I think it is. Is that like? It's like just a new version. It it's a new version of like the classic. It takes everything of the classic Maiden and does it new. Yeah. And does it everything two or three times. <laughs> For me, if I'm thinking new, I'm going Great Unknown. If I'm going Book of Cells, Great Unknown. Yeah, Great Unknown is so great too. But it's and it's so quick. When the runner. River Runs Deep would be great, too. It would. Speed of Light, which was their single, don't agree with. Yeah, I know. I don't, I, I don't think But I can't complain about this. Uh, look, Tears of the Clown and Man of Soros. We need to address this. Man, Tears of the Clown has one of the best Dave Murray guitar solos on the album. Yes. Uh, and the Robin. Overall, it's... Yeah. I don't know. It's, but, it's, like, Man of Soros, Man of Tears Soros of the Clown, it's like two yeah. sides that are, like, so close right in the back-to-back. What's yeah. the thinking there? I don't know. They kind of, I think they're just bringing it down before, like, the epic Empire of the Clouds. But, yeah, yeah, Man of Soros is, like, uh, I don't know, it's kind of a downer, but, I don't know. I remember in the lead-up to the um, to the first run of the tour, I was pretty keen on Empire of the Clouds. I was like, are they going to play this? And you were like, there's no way they're taking the piano. They're not comfortable. And I was like a noob. I was like, oh, they never do it. Yeah, they never did. But, I mean, they obviously think the world of it because they released the uh, record day, um, you know, special vinyl. Which we got, which was awesome. So I listened to a interview, interview with uh, Nico. Yeah. And he said he would love it if they could do a thing, not as Maiden, but as like, you no, know, get a couple of guys from Maiden, but not yeah. do it as Maiden. And do it as like a, uh, with an orchestra and do like the whole yeah, thing. And he said like, yeah. do like a few of the songs arranged with like orchestra and stuff. But he said he wouldn't want to call it Maiden because that's not what Maiden's all about. Yeah, but that would be a heck of a, a heck of a show, I gotta say. So it then, would be cool. And they have done like on the single to what's a single? One of the singles has a version of Journeyman with the orchestra, and there's a version of Passchendaele with the orchestra. But it's not an actual orchestra; it's like keyboards. Hmm. And uh, I don't know. I'd just love to hear. It. Like it'd be cool if they picked a few songs like that and did it as like a one-off. I think it'd be very cool. But I don't know. 
At the same time, I don't know. Surprise question. Yeah. If you were to show a noob a concert, what would you show? Uh, Life After Death. Yeah? Okay, so here's something funny. So our list... Uh, okay, so when I got into Maiden, I had a mixtape that had like, some Maiden songs on it. Yeah. But the thing that really got me into Maiden was the first Maiden that I owned was the Live After Death album. Yeah. And I think if I wanted to hook someone on Maiden, I would just give them the Live After Death album. Yeah. Well, here's okay. Here's why. So all here, of wait. this, all of this list was, <laughs> all of this list were for not. No, this is because it wasn't exactly. <laughs> but here's here's the live after death. Uh, Shoot, this is here. this is the album. Let's so, okay. I don't know. So play. Okay, it. intro Churchill speech, which is a good yeah. build up. Oh Ace, yeah, I listened yeah. to that today on the Spotify. Ace is high. Yeah. Two minutes to midnight. Yeah. The trooper. Revolutions. Flight of Icarus. Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Power slave. Number of the Beast. Hallowed be thy name. Iron Maiden. Run to the hills. Running free. That's basically our lists anyway. I know. I mean, so that's the first maiden. That's the first maiden cassette that I owned. That I like owned. That was mine. That oh wasn't like taped God. off from someone else. So that was okay. That's 1985 definitely. live after death. So mm. like, it's like oh, that's yeah. the perfect intro anyway. That was deadly. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Far better than the best of the beast. I can tell you that much. <laughs> but yeah, so we've got a bit of work then to get some new people hooked. You got your daughter, but she's already hooked. Yeah, I got my nephew. I basically told him. Straight up, if you listen to, uh, well, I, I shared them on the main, but then I went back to him after, and I was like, Seventh Son, listen to Book of Souls, and I shared him the yep. MP4 of the, the live concert, and I was like, oh, I'm in the audience, just to get them watching. And uh, I shared him those, and I was like, go to Power Slave when you're sick of those. And I essentially told him if he becomes, he gets into it, he doesn't have to know everything but Maiden, but if he gets into it, then I'm going to take him on the 2019, whatever that is. Yeah, definitely, man. It'd be awesome. Wouldn't that be so good too? If at the same time we get to take them, then we can stretch it into three or four or five shows. Because we'll have to have a couple of adult shows. Yeah, that would be pretty freaking cool. Oh yeah, so I get this interview. I found that interview. Yeah. Uh, so they asked Bruce if he was if he would do Empire of the Song, uh, Empire of the Clouds with Maiden. Yeah. And he said basically what I would say about like yeah. these bands when they like. Like Kiss did an album with like Symphony Orchestra. And it's garbage. Kiss, Kiss. I love Kiss, but that was pretty crap. Kiss. Uh, anyway, he said like doing orchest- orchestral backing music to a rock track is pointless. You want to write something that uses an orchestra and requires an orchestra. It's a different story. Doing orchestral versions, fifty Iron Maiden greatest hits played by Bulgarian Symphony Orchestra. No, not ever. <laughs> so. Well, what's funny is there's that that aren't there those girls that play Maiden with harp. Or something. Oh yeah, and, and you there's can't like also these two guys, the two I don't know what they're called, two cellos or something. They do like oh, ACDC songs. I hate that's it. So horrible. Yeah. Oh, I want to throw back to earlier in our conversation. I missed it, and it just just clicked with me. Um, we we're talking about metal. We we're talking about um, how you know I love some of the vocal songs. Now poured there, and we talked about the uh, the voice. Or I watched a video about a classical, a bit of essentially like a. I don't know, one of these people who trains people in voice and singing okay. and all this stuff. But she's like classical background, but she got into metal. And of course, metal, like so many people, especially in the screaming space, like, you know, obviously yeah. Bruce doesn't fit into that category. But you could argue there was a lot of vocal stress for Paul and um, teaches them how to sing a metal in an interesting way with it. So that'd be an interesting uh, thing to show. I don't know how we can expand this so much beyond made into talking about metal because you know i came from a metal background like 
you know, with Metallica yeah. and Pantera. I kind of want to stick to metal, though. I mean, I kind of want to stick to Maiden. I don't yeah, mind getting off on the on tangent. I don't want to get on... Uh, exactly, because yeah. to me, like, is Maiden metal? That's a whole other yeah. debate. Is Maiden metal? No, I think it definitely is. It is? Okay. In what way? I don't know. Like, what do you... What's metal? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can do a whole podcast about that. <laughs> I think we'll have to do one. <laughs> because my, my, my major is thing is... metal? The vocals... What is metal? Like, think about the flaring that, like... Uh, you know, uh, Guns N' Roses. Like, just think about that. Like, the 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 um, the challenge they go through with the guitar. Like, how are they? Not, they're are they metal? Are they like rock? Are they? You know, like we're they're like hard rock, but I also call them metal. But I also call like poison metal because they're hair metal. Yeah, poison's cool. But it's just like what's alternative in the nineties? This is alternative. That's not alternative. It's just, it's just, no, we're so past bunch categories. Of terms that you just throw around that like categorize things because they look and sound similar. Okay, I'm cutting off on a tangent now, but I'm thinking yeah. about it. But okay, so 10 best like songs. Bruce Dickinson has spiked wristband. He must be metal. Or he, metal. Must be, he must be metal. But, but, that, like, but Taylor Swift has a spiky that, wristband. Yeah. But they're part of that like new wave of British heavy metal. So it's like Priest, Maiden. That's uh, true. All, you know, all the bands, like they're definitely metal. They're metal to a point. I don't even know what metal means. I yeah. just like Maiden. I mean, yeah, Pantera I've had to give up on. I mean, I never know. ever got into Pantera. No. I think I know like two or three songs from the day. We should do a review of Master of Puppets only because it's largely considered to be the best metal album of all time. Just I, I, That's why yeah. I would say it, because it's considered one of the best. I like love Dark Master Puppets. Puppets. I do too, but you listen to it now. I mean, I remember when I first listened to it, I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, like, you know. You're not as angry of, as you were yeah, back then. <laughs> a bottle of beer was freedom. A sleep in was heaven. You touch yeah. a boob and you're on cloud nine. I mean, you got to put things <laughs> in perspective. Still all true for me. <laughs> Still largely true. Largely true. Yeah. Oh, well, come on. I could name a hundred <laughs> things that are amazing. You know, a nice steak and a night of peace. <laughs> we better than grabbing a boob. But, um, you know, yeah. So the, the Master Puppets review would be good. Yeah, but it's not made now. I don't think it fits into our pocket. That does fit into us. Yeah. Now we'll throw it in on the side. It sucks. <laughs> All right. We got this covered? Yeah, I think that's pretty good. I think it's good. We'll uh, listen to your Bruce Dickinson playlist. We'll get into that yeah. right away next week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was going to say um, we should, we're going to, we could potentially convert these to uh, Spotify playlists. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll see what we can do. You can do Apparently they're, they're easy enough to set up. <laughs> maybe we'll do that maybe we won't <laughs> non-committal yeah I don't mind recording them but I don't want to uh, you can handle them. all the uh, uh, social media <laughs> can, all the I stuff can, that I call work <laughs> I can make I can make a digital list drag and drop <laughs> this is more than drag and drop I quit <laughs> oh well that was the beer anyway it was good the hallowed is definitely better than trooper but I do love the trooper eh. alright sign up